Welcome back to the Fairway Performance Podcast. My name is Sean Dykoff and I'm your host. And my aim for this podcast is to help you improve your best asset on the golf course, which is your body, to improve your golf game, but not only that, your general fitness and health. Now, in today's podcast, I want to talk about something which came up in a consult the other day with a client, and that was the way to sift through or to digest and form your own opinions around golf fitness information in the digital era. And it's no surprise that if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably either seen me on Facebook or Instagram and come across my content and then wanted to dive deeper and start listening to this podcast. But you would also be subject to um, so much other nonsense out there, which is really hard to filter through sometimes if you don't really have an understanding or someone to explain it to you or help you with it, uh, which is my intention for this podcast today. So... The reason I sort of came up with this topic is because I was having, uh, like I said before, a consult with a client and he was saying that he's followed a lot of different influences and and there's me and one other guy in particular that he's followed for a long period of time now and he said that he's gotten a lot of information from us yet he's still in the same position that he was, um, you know, six, uh, nine, 12 months ago, um, which is a little bit injured. Um, not super happy with his uh, health and fitness um, and feels that he could be in a, a much better position. And I I put this down to a couple of things, but the main one being that as we scroll through Instagram, Facebook, uh, whatever uh, social media uh, channel you prefer, as you scroll through it and you see these things and you bookmark them, that's giving your brain a little dopamine hit to say that essentially you've done that thing or like, yep, that's a good thing. Like I should be doing this. I should be doing this. And it's like these little things that it's just ticking off in your brain saying, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. And there's just a lack of action with that. So with going through and, you know, booking bookmarking them, you give yourself this feeling of satisfaction of, of knowing or thinking that, you know, what stuff is good, but because of the serious lack of action there and actually doing the things which comes down to accountability from a coach or check-ins with a coach or something like this, there's a lack of results there for people and they end up stuck in the same position they were and many, many of the golfers that I talk to on consults or screenings, they end up in the same position that they were you know, 6, 12, 18, 24, even months ago um, because they're just scrolling through Instagram and just ticking off one of these things. So they're not able to decide which one to go after or, or make a decision and commit to a certain thing. So... Um, I want to talk about today how to simplify some of it, to clarify some of the things that you might see and direct you to some more, um, you know, effective strategies essentially for, for getting about your, your goal fitness. So, um, the, so I want to set the scene. So essentially when you go into social media, you're going to see a whole lot of different stuff. You're going to see a whole lot of golf fitness information, swing coaches, um, uh, golf pundits and talking heads and people sharing opinions on podcasts and, and social media about different aspects of the game or, um, you know, Golf Digest sharing their um, two cents worth. Um, and you're going to get a lot of different conflicting uh, messages there. One of the one of the worst things that we can do is to look to those, um, you know, the big publications or the person that has the most followers and just think that that person is is correct all the time. Um, social media followers are like monopoly money. Um, they're not real and they don't really mean that much. Um, what it 
what is actually important is the results that those people have gotten for their clients and you can you can't um you can't bypass the results that you've got for clients. What you can bypass is the algorithms and whatnot and getting more followers uh, by buying them or you know doing some other dodgy tactic in order to get them. So um, just be careful when you're out there and you're looking at different social media followers. Um, I think we all understand this and we all know this, but we all still fall trapped to it and victim to it. So um, the next part to that is um, just because someone is sharing uh, or someone is a bit of a celebrity trainer, like they trained one or two um, professionals or people who you know play on the PGA Tour and whatnot, that doesn't make that person the most qualified to talk to the everyday person who uh, needs help with their health and fitness and their golf performance because what the pros are working on is the top 1%. Uh, they're active all day, every day. Um, you know, if we use this week as an example, um, this is the week that they're playing. Um, I want to say they're playing in uh, Bermuda this week, the, the Butterfield Classic or Butterfield Open, whatever it is. Um, so the players would have traveled there already. I'm filming this at the start of the week. They'd be there on a Monday, Tuesday. Uh, they'd be playing their Pro-Am on the Wednesday, and then they'd be playing the course Thursday through Sunday. So, you know, they've got at most five days of golf plus some practice rounds in there. Um, so they don't really have the time to be doing all the stuff that we do, but also they're up and about and moving and they're walking, you know, between five and 10 kilometers at least each day, easily covering their 10,000 steps. They're doing, you know, 20 to 30,000 steps every day, probably. Um, they're doing their workouts and they're doing all the stuff. So what someone at that level of the sport needs compared to what an everyday person or pun, uh, punter needs, uh, are going to be significantly different things. So, the next thing, so a couple of other ways to sift through some of the noise. So um, the big mistake I was saying before, the big sort of um, you know pitfall I see people uh, come up against is the paralysis by analysis, and that's looking through every different um, social media influencer or you know golf fitness content person or golf content person. Uh, and trying to piece together from all these different programs the things that they think is going to be the best for them and uh, and you know putting together a program and then either doing it not doing it doing it for a week then missing four weeks and, and having no real accountability or follow-up there so the the way that all the programs are written and I'm assuming all the the programmers who who write golf fitness programs online uh, like myself, are piecing it together to follow for a set period of time there's going to be a macro cycle of you know 6 12 18 24 weeks whatever the the period might be and then within that there's going to be some micro cycles so little two to four or six week even blocks where you're going to be following a similar thing and changing the sets and reps slowly and, and progressive progressively overloading over that period of time and that's the thing that most people miss when they um, you know, follow these little bite-sized pieces of information and chop and change the workouts each and every week and, and wonder why they're not getting the results over a longer uh, term period or, or getting out of injury or away from the, um, you know, the, the weight that they've put on and, and trying to lose weight, etc. So the, the next little pitfall that I see is um, people go for the trend-driven advice rather than science-backed or information or fact-based uh, information. So one of the things I can talk to there is um, 
following someone like TPI, ISC or My TPI, is a great resource because they work with a lot of different professionals, but they also have studied and worked with a significant amount of amateurs and all different levels of amateur as well so the granddad to the aspiring young professional to the pga tour pro um, they will share a lot of information on the pga tour pros and whatnot because they know that that's the content that gets the the views and the people in to see Um, but they've also got the backing and the uh, information from and the um, the studied uh information from all the amateurs that they've worked with over time as well so a resource like that is going to give you significantly better information than you know just the general everyday fitness influencer um, on instagram so look for people who are either qualified in that or have studied through them um, who use their methods um, who regularly refer to the research uh, as to why they are writing certain programs because of the different ways that people have Um, studied it and and worked it out Um, so that's a a common pitfall there now the next thing is uh, creating a a little bit of a filter so uh, well I've already talked about that really like just identifying I guess to to wrap that up is uh, just identifying credible sources and experts in the field over just whoever is getting the most views likes and whatever for the algorithm because they've um you know, posted a video of some professional doing some training and talked about how the exercises that that professional uh, is doing is going to help the general everyday punter in their training. Now, uh, the so what are what are the essential elements that I see missing uh, when people just jump online and and they you know look to a, a certain influencer or a fitness person online to you know get some workouts from. The first thing they're missing is an assessment, so to work out whether the things that they're watching from this person are actually what they need to work on. So assess, don't guess is one of the terminologies or one of the one of the phrases uh, that TPI use. So figure out what you're lacking, where your weaknesses or strengths are, and then maximize your strengths and build up your weaknesses. The next thing is the progression of certain movements. So sure, someone might start with a particular exercise, but uh, once they can get to doing you know, five sets of five or five sets of 10 or 15 or 20, whatever it is, or, or do this movement for 30 seconds without falling over, like balancing or whatever, once you've reached certain milestones within that, how do you know when to evolve the workout or progress up higher to make it more difficult so that you can keep progressing and getting better over time? Uh, and then adaptability so adjusting the plan or the workouts or whatever it is to fit in someone's you know life demands without burning them out from too much work family time golf and training so where do they fit it in Um, what's the priority out of the three workouts they have for that week if they could only do two that week what are the two priority ones Um, why are they doing certain exercises Um, give context around which ones are the most important and if they need to skip certain ones they can do that Um, and then the last part to that is the implementation of it so putting plans into place for a busy lifestyle so if this happens then this happens or if this then that so that someone knows that if they miss a certain thing then they can make it up by doing this other thing even though it's not an ideal scenario they still know and understand that they can um you know do that to to counteract you know whatever it is that they you know came up or whatever um 
this can only be done through you know professional guidance or coaching or um, a mentorship or um, an accountability partner someone like this who can actually help you with the implementation and the adaptation of the plan as you go through the best way to do this is to use uh, or for me working with my clients is to use specific apps uh, and different technology which uh, allows them to track um, to send me check-in forms to um, follow the the plan to have progressions built into it um, and it doesn't complicate the process it makes it much simpler so I can deliver it to multiple clients uh, and not just be having to work with you know one particular client and instead of charging for you know two three four PT sessions a week um, to deliver the the three sessions a week and the and the check-ins I can just charge for what it's worth pretty much for one session or, or between one and two sessions per week and they can still have all of that stuff delivered to them and it's cheaper for the client in terms of you know getting the resource of me for the week uh, but they don't have to pay the price of you know three four five PT sessions per week in order to do that um, then uh, who who can I share? So one client um, one client I've recently just started working with is um, so he's an Australian guy. We did a screening in person um, just at a park locally um, because he doesn't live too far from me, uh, and we worked out a few things that he could um, you know address in order to to get better for his game. So essentially, he started off. Um, he's never trained in a gym before so immediately I knew that he would make significant gains and progress uh, with his training and and see results immediately Um, but also they would transfer to the golf course uh, very very quickly and what he's finding now is we had a brief chat last week and what he's finding now is um, he's starting to hit the driver too far and he's actually getting himself into trouble, um, hitting it too far off the tee and, and reaching water where he never used to be able to reach water before. So his accuracy has had to improve or we've talked about a strategy to use you know, a five iron off the tee so he doesn't actually hit it in the water um, and to play the hole just a little bit differently. So strategy has to, uh, to change, obviously, with his increasing physical abilities to hit the ball further. Um, but also uh, he's starting to hit it further than playing partners or keep up with playing partners who are off single-digit handicaps, and he's um, like a 15 to 20 handicap uh, at the moment. So for him to have that ability, uh, once he starts figuring out some other clubs in his bag, which he's going to start using more, he can hit it further, so he's going to start using his wedges into the green more, which means the proximity to hole is going to be closer, uh, and then he's going to start you know, needing to hole uh, or to get better with lag putting because... Um, if he's closer to the hole, proximity will be closer, but then he um, just needs to be lagging it closer to the hole so that he can uh, finish it off and not have you know those bogeys and doubles or triples. He can bring them down to, to pars and bogeys uh, in order to get that, that handicap lower. Now, uh, what are some what are some like takeaways or things that I, I want you to tangibly take away from this episode? Now, the first is that filter. So don't just look at someone and see the monopoly money statistic of how many followers they have as a sign of authority. I know it's a really easy way uh, for us to do that these days, but um, it is not a sign of authority. Um, one thing which I would see uh, from that is just the fact that they've you know learned the algorithm well and they can act, they can post content that people like and share and and um and want to you know share with their friends. Uh, what I would be doing is getting in touch with that person and asking why the program is going to be good for them or asking if they have a process around 
um, bringing them on board as a client. So is there some sort of a screening to assess where they're at? Um, do they understand the needs and, and wants of an average golfer, um, someone who's you know desk-bound pretty much most of the week and then they get out on a, a Friday afternoon or a weekend as their um, one or maybe two rounds of golf a week? Um, they've got to fit training around kids um, and drop-offs for daycares and schools and all that sort of stuff. Um, and what are some like action steps for, for bringing that person on? Like, do they have a call to discuss their goals? And then after that, then they get a screening call and onboarding call to go through um, what their mobility you know, assessment is and, and where they're lacking and where they can build up and, and where their strengths are to really hammer home and, and make better so they can you know, decrease their handicap and play better golf, hit the ball further, all that type of thing. Um, and then what does the plan look like afterwards? Is there accountability on the back end? Um, do they get regular check-ins or follow-up with the coach? Um, all of these types of things are, are designed, and, and the way that I've designed the programs that I use for clients, to actually deliver results. Um, sure, they might cost a little bit more money, but they will cost you significantly less time um, than trying to go about this yourself outside of it. So, um that's all I want to share on today's episode. So hopefully it's given you a bit of an idea as to yeah the filter, what to look for in programs, um, how to decipher some of the information on the internet, who to follow and not to follow, um, going you know science based or evidence based uh, type training and programs so that you actually will get results from it. Um, and just a few of the like I've sort of highlighted a few of the things that I use with clients. Um, in in the way that I work with them in order to get results because I feel it's like the top notch and the the best way that you can be working with people from an online uh, capacity. Uh, Obviously, that would look different if you're doing something in person with someone, but in terms of uh, working with someone remotely, um, I I think I've got some pretty good systems figured out in order to get the best results for people. So if you want to learn more about that and you want to hear... you know, how I offer clients a good experience and uh, great training programs which are going to deliver results for either short or long-term progress, um, depending on what your needs are, then at the bottom of the show notes on this episode, I'll stick a, a client application form there. And if you can just take the two minutes it takes to fill that out, just to give me an idea and a sense of exactly where you're at in your goal fitness journey and what your sort of goals are and, and what you're currently doing with your training so that I can work out whether one of the programs that I offer for clients is going to be a good fit for you. Uh, and then we can jump on a call and, and work out what's going to be a good fit and, and um, help you out that way. So if you're interested in that, down in the show notes, click on the link and go for that. Uh, go for that, I should say. Um, but otherwise, until the, until next week, guys, I hope you play well, uh, enjoy your rounds, trade hard, and I'll talk to you all next week.